Hello and welcome to the Dreamcast Years Podcast Game of the Year edition. We are on 2001, as you would know if you'd listened to our last episode, uh, where we spoke to Ben from the Switch Island, all about what was going on in the year 2001. And as is tradition now, we're going to have a bit of a competition between ourselves to figure out which is the game of 2001. Um, before we start though, uh, of course, you've got me, your host Andrew, and I'm joined as ever uh, by my amazing co-hosts Rich and Steve. Hello! 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 Nice to see you both. How are you both doing? I'm doing not too bad, not too bad. I'm just uh, yeah. Yeah, drinking some cider right now. Just uh, yeah. Good, Steve. Very nice. Yeah, 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 pretty good. I didn't get blown away by Storm Dennis, so good. it tried, good. but uh, I stood my ground. Excellent. And, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, you just had the the travel issues, but other than that, fine. Yeah. I mean, there are worse places to be stranded than uh, than Wales. Wales is lovely, so it was all right in the end. Oh. It's nice. Um, yeah. Uh, Storm Dennis took away some of the felt from my shed, um, and 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 basically flooded it slightly. But other than that, it was absolutely fine. So <laughs> I think you've gone off survived. pretty lightly in comparison. Yeah, yeah. No trees fell on anybody. It's all <laughs> good. Um, so, um, yes, we did have a lovely big storm. Um, but talking of storms, um, there was a huge storm in the voting. Uh, lots of you voted for Game of the Year 2000. And the runaway winner, um, with a lot of the vote, I don't have it in front of me, but Oh my god, it was the most. I think it was something like mm. 68%. Um, it was, of course, Shemu. Rich, I think that deserves a round of applause. It um, does. Yes. Very good, very good. Um, happy? Happy with the result? I'm ecstatic. Yeah, everyone loves Shemu. I mean, literally everyone. It's not even up for debate. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone on the face of the planet that has a bad thing to say about the game. Nobody. Uh-huh. No. Uh-huh. Um, so... Um, uh, my uh, my pitch, uh, which was for um, what the heck did I pitch for now? That that would be helpful to remember. Silent Hill two. That's this. That's this time. You just give away my pitch. Oh, shit, sorry. So <laughs> 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 listeners, Hill you one. know my pitch. Um, but um, yeah, Steve, who kind of came with a duo of PC games, which was Diablo two and Counter Strike. Unfortunately, both <clears> came <throat> at the bottom. Steve, mm, dear, dear. is that your first loss? I feel like that's your uh, first it loss. is my first loss. Yeah, Ooh. my first Ooh. and worst loss. Yes, um, both at the bottom. Very bad. But you know, I, I, if there's one thing that we've had to get used to over the last few years, it's people voting incorrectly. So you know, <laughs> that's, that's true. It's par for the course, really. I've managed to bring stuff up on my phone now, by the way. So Shemu got sixty percent of the vote. Um, it, mine was Resident wow. Evil Code Veronica, of course. That's bad. Um, that got twenty three percent. Diablo two got ten percent, and Counter Strike got seven percent of the vote. Wow. So shocking. Very shocking. Um, although, if there's a lot of people who were like Ben and had never heard of Counter Strike up until this point, it doesn't mm-hmm. really surprise me that it only got seven mm. percent. I guess. Um, I thought that game was important. I'm, I have no idea how he managed to get away with not knowing about it. I know. Until, I know. until now. Mm, uh, surprising. Crazy. Crazy, Ben. Um, anyway, so that means that, of course, Steve gets the handicap this time, uh, which is the first time he'll be getting the handicap. Um, and Rich, yes. <laughs> finally, somebody other than me and Rich. <laughs> um, and, um, that means that Rich gets to pitch two games um, mm. for the year 2001. So, um, again, as is tradition, um, we're going to start with the loser, and uh, that being Steve. Uh, Steve, start us off first. What's going to be the game that you're going to pitch as your game of the year for 2001? Uh, For 2001, I am going to pitch Max Payne for the personal computer. Ah, So sticking with the PC theme. Mm -hmm. Worked so well for you last time. Yeah. Um, So... We've uh, we've got a handicap for you, of course. Uh, we've had some great ones in the past. We've had Heckling. Uh, we've had Ding Dong XL. Um, so this time we're gonna we're gonna rub it in. We're really gonna rub it in, Steve. Uh, the the win of Shenmue last time. And so Steve's handicap um, is to watch a trailer for the original Shenmue. Um, very intently, he must look at it. We can see him on the camera um, while pitching Max Payne. Um, so I'm going to bring a timer up. Steve, have you got the uh, have you got the, the trailer ready? 
Yeah, I do. I have it in front of me right now, and uh, it's very low resolution. It's either an old YouTube Excellent. video, or that's just what Shenmue looks like. I don't really remember. Always trying to get a, uh, always trying to get something in there, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> you can't leave it. You just can't leave it. No, no, I can't. You're right. <laughs> right, hang on. So, all right, I have my stopwatch ready. Um, all right, are you ready to hit play? Uh, I am ready to hit play. I'm a bit concerned that it might start buffering, so I'll just start talking, and then if you time me from there. All right. All right, here we go. All right, so uh, Max Payne came out shortly after uh, the Matrix film, like a year after, I think. Maybe maybe a couple of years, actually. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, it's basically bullet time, the game. It's the first game to, like implement bullet time as this is very distracting um to implement bullet time as like a game mechanic it gave it to the player as like a resource to spend and uh the game was but where is the mirror um the sorry kicking's happening uh yeah so you could shoot people and like everything went into super slow motion like i so weird who who was that guy the um even I don't know. I'm just watching the trailer now. <laughs> it is pretty awesome. Um, did he ever find the mirror? Uh, they find giant versions of the mirror, but you are kind of wasting your pitch time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. Um, so the game had like a normal motion, uh, but it was like hyper detailed so that when he went and into slow motion. Okay, wow. cool. Awesome. <laughs> Winner. Well. Winner. <laughs> yes. My goodness. That's um, way harder than I thought it would be. Yeah, here you go. Me and Richard have done pretty well, I think, to get through our uh, our handicaps in the past. Yeah. Although, to be, I, I don't know, maybe watching something is more difficult than being heckled. Or I think so. A minute, a minute into that, it had the bar fight quick time event, which I remember being pretty cool. I enjoyed that. Hell yeah. Something you enjoyed of Shenmue. Something I enjoyed about Shenmue. There you go. <laughs> um, well, that was very entertaining. Um, <laughs> and now me and Rich are going to have a chat about Max Payne. <laughs> Luckily... Mm. Rich has played Max Payne. <laughs> I've owned so, Max Payne, have you now? Owned it, in fact. So we can talk about it yes. in some depth, which is good. Uh, good for Steve, so it won't completely get lost. Uh, Rich, um, come on then. What what did you love about Max Payne? I just liked um, just obviously the aesthetic of it, the the gritty nature of it, like the actual um, the still shot, like cutscenes, if you will. It just it was mm. very different at the time. It was very much like an actual graphic novel. And I've never seen anything like that in a game before. Um, I mean, yeah. my memories of the game are quite fond anyway because I got it on my uh, on launch day of the Xbox. So that yes. was a launch day. You know, that was of you know, that was an elite company for me as a launch day title across all the consoles I've ever, I've ever bought. So yeah. Um, yeah, no, I just remember it being fucking awesome. I mean, that was the first time we had bullet time in a game that I remember, and it was only what two years removed from Matrix. So mm-hmm. it was still quite an interesting novel idea at the time. Hadn't dated. Um, and actually getting to have like actual kind of creative gunplay in terms of how you turn your body and, you know, divert your bullets in different directions. It just, I just found it quite exhilarating. It was, yeah. Just, yeah. I mean, I'd played plenty of games up to that point where you just run and gun and shoot guys, but nothing had been like Max Payne. And um, I haven't played the sequels, and I I don't know if they are as good, if they kind of deviate away from what Max Payne set up. But yeah, just an awesome game. Long time since I've played it, so my memories are a little bit hazy, but I wouldn't mind revisiting it. So definitely be an interesting one to revisit. Um, And it was it was kind of like the standard for. I mean, Stephen in the OG. Uh, podcast had mentioned that um uh the company who made max Payne, the co- name of the company is escaping me now quantum no remedy quantum break that's one of the games what was it remedy remedy uh, that's yeah. it yes uh that they made kind of tech demos before max Payne. is that right steve that's what you said that's right? right yeah yeah so and and max Payne was almost like 
the benchmark that people had for the PC for a while because I just remember that game being everywhere and everybody talking about it and the graphics in the game and you know the fact that it did the bullet time and stuff it was just incredibly impressive um, technology for the time and so a lot of people kind of were using it as the benchmark for how good their PC was um, so <laughs> you know they kind of made a benchmark game I think it came from a benchmark demo anyway as you said but it, it, it did feel that way it felt like everybody was using it as a benchmark and it, and it, and it was a benchmark for games to come as well um so as a game of the year candidate i think it's it's definitely a, a good one um and as for the sequels i i max Payne 2 was good max Payne 3 was quite different but it, it retained the core gameplay mechanics and the bullet time and stuff um but it, i think it went for something a bit more i don't know it it took it to a different i mean it wasn't yeah. in a gritty new york setting anymore it was kind of in like brazil and... No, it was it was like a drunken, pilled up fever dream in Brazil. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely. I mean, that one was made by Rockstar. Um, mm, okay. And it 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 had that sort of Rockstar weight to it. It brought everything down to earth a little bit, mm. so everything felt a little bit slower. Um, but I love that game. I absolutely adore game. that game. It's criminally underrated, and mm-hmm. uh, I think it sold quite badly as well. Sadly, so the likelihood of Max Payne Four is quite low. But Max yeah. Payne Two is is also great. That deviated slightly too. Um, like it futzed around a little bit with the bullet time. It, it changed it so that you could hit bullet time without diving through the air, and whenever you right. kill somebody, it slows down even more. So you could hold the bullet time for a while and just keep shooting guys until you had like just bodies falling really slowly around you while you still <laughs> ran around in real time it was really cool it was nice. really well done um, that's really awesome i have toyed with actually getting an og xbox again and so that would be a game at the top of my list i'd probably would yeah. get my launch day titles again that and rally sport challenge like fondest xbox memories at the time uh but yeah, I, I'm, I'm toying with it. I am really toying with it. I really do want to play this game again. I, yeah. I was actually disappointed to hear that you played it on console, Rich, but that's because I assumed that you'd played the PS2 version, which was janky as hell. But I, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that the Xbox version, being the more powerful console at the mm-hmm. time, I assume that that probably looked pretty good. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't speak for the PC version. I said, yeah, I never played it. I was never much of a PC gamer. I think I've only owned like five games on PC in history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah, a long time ago. But no, it looked great on Xbox. It really did impress the hell out of me at the time. I'm trying to think if it's... I don't think it's on the backwards compatible list for Xbox because that would be pretty awesome if it was because then you could play it on like a, an Xbox 360 or an Xbox One. But I, mean, I think it might can, be available on the 360. You can get Max Payne on your phone now. Like if you can yeah. hook up a controller True. to your phone or if you've got a tablet or whatever, then that's, that's a way to do it. Crazy. It's true, and it's, it's yeah, again. It speaks to the fact that it's such a popular game that they mm. ported it to mobile. Um, bring it to Switch, but yeah, <laughs> bring it to Switch. It would it would run, <laughs> it would for sure run. Um, do you know what Max Payne Three might run as well on the Switch? To be honest, for it's sure. uh, it's last gen game. Bring out a trilogy. There we go. Uh, I'm guessing Rockstar own Max Payne in general now, probably. Yes, they made yeah, the third yeah, one. So therefore, Rockstar, please bring out a Max Payne trilogy for the Switch. We'll love you forever. Um, Thirty pounds okay. each. Each and <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I'd uh, pay it. Max Payne one on the carts, two and three for downloads. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ouch. So, moving on. Um, I think that was that was that was a good pitch, Steve. Considering yeah. that you barely pitched. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so we'll move on to one of Rich's games. Uh, one of his two that he can pitch uh, today. Uh, Rich, which game are you going to pitch us first? I'm going to pitch uh, WWF Smackdown Just Bring It. <laughs> Very good. She's going okay. to run away with this one, I'm sure. It's going to, it's going to take the poll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. What console was this on? PS1? Um, this PS2. PS2. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start the timer in a second. Uh, you ready? I'm ready. Your time starts now. Yeah, so uh, my wrestling fandom was at its peak in 2001, around the time this game came out. So it was just the best time. Um, It was the first entry in the SmackDown series on PlayStation 2. It had a roster of over 44 superstars and 67 match types, including hardcore tables, ladders and chairs, and Hell in a Cell. Uh, The creator wrestler mode was as deep as ever. For the first time in the series, each wrestler had a full pre-match entrance. 
Um, and Andrew and Steve, unlike your choices, Just Bring It is the only game in existence to have one Frederick Durst as a playable character, complete with rolling <laughs> entrance theme and music video. Um, just, I just love wrestling games, and this was the beginning of the biggest series to ever grace the consoles. I mean, it's hated nowadays. The games are basically shit, like the actual product that inspires them. Um, but this came at a golden time for me. So it's a very special game. I know they were very popular, so I like to think a lot of people are probably going to vote for this in the poll. Um, That's your time. Ah, cool. There you go. Good job. Good job. Good. Um, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to start this by saying I don't really play wrestling games, and my only memories of them are the fact that my brother played them, and I'm pretty sure I think I remember you playing them sometime, Steve? I did, yes. I, um, I had a fondness for wrestling games, yeah. Yeah, I'll leave it to you then. Chat okay. away. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, okay. They there were a lot of these games, um, so they all kind of blend into one for me. Although I do, the jump from PS One to PS Two does stand out in my mind because um, mm. it felt like the same game as the one that came out on the PS One, but way snappier, super high frame rate, super clear graphics. Like it was, it was a joy. Um, to play this like supercharged, upgraded version of the SmackDown that I'd played on the PS1. But anyway, my my talk is going to be kind of generally around the SmackDown games of this era more than this one specifically, because as I said, they kind of blend into each other. But these games were great because they did what they achieved in a wrestling game what makes wrestling fun, which is the sort of performative aspect of wrestling. The wrestling games now they treat it as though wrestling is like this real sport, like kind of semi-serious thing where you're knocking down health bars and everything. Whereas SmackDown was all about like doing crazy shit and pulling off crazy moves. And it celebrated the finishing moves uh, with like a, I I remember there being like a screen wipe every time you pulled off a finishing move so that the camera could cut to different camera angles and sometimes it would repeat the finishing move and it just felt really satisfying to pull those off you were like filling up a meter throughout the fight and then you could hit one button to pull off the finisher move um and then there was a lot of creativity in like the weapons um and you could run backstage i can't remember if it was this one i think it was this one but the backstage areas were just enormous um, yeah. You could just keep on going and keep on going. You, you go out into the foyer and hit yeah. each other with sticks in the foyer. And then you go through another door and then you're in like the medical room and then you hit each other with crutches and chairs and you can put <laughs> your opponent on a on a, on a on a trolley bed and wheel them along and smack them into a wall. And then you go into another room and then you're somewhere else. Like it was nuts. It was It was crazy, but it was crazy fun and super responsive and snappy and just really, really fun to play. Like I, I watched wrestling back then, but I, I've never been like a super wrestling fan. But this game, regardless of whether you like wrestling, this game was just so fun to play. And I spent dozens and dozens of hours in the creator wrestler as well. Um, yeah, it was great. It sounds fun. You're kind of making me want to play. I love the idea <laughs> of being able to go backstage and stuff. It's got it's got the um, the feeling of Power Stone 2 where you could go yeah, to different yeah, kinda. areas yeah. and it was a bit, bit mad. You could drive a um, forklift as well, so that's good. Like all these games, you can drive <laughs> shimmer in there. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it does. It does sound really good, and you're completely right that they were a completely different games back then. Um, I mean, what was it? WWE Twenty, Two K Twenty, whatever it's called, was a disaster of a game, mm. if I remember rightly. Um, Don't forget to reset your clocks, kids. I know it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Um, have they handed this over to a different developer now? Because I think I feel like that was was it Duke's Ukes, whatever it's called. Ukes their last game. Did them for um, the longest time, and then when Two um, K got the rights, they kind of had them working with their visual concepts, who were doing oh, like the NBA okay. games. But now yeah. with Two K Twenty, they've basically been they've basically binned off Ukes and Visual Concepts is doing the whole thing, and obviously oh, okay. screwed it up. So well done. So- that's quite interesting though because like visual concepts back in the day in the days of dreamcast were an amazing developer who were like the next big thing they took over all the sega sports titles and all the games got like rave reviews so it's kind of surprising that they've kind of taken on this franchise and done a terrible job i have to i have to imagine that the the quality of the product is down to how it's been managed by the ip holders Mm. thing is the engine sorry go on as i said the engine's just not changed for the longest time 
It's mm-hmm. like even right. if you play the games now, you can see animations that are coming from this very game we're talking about. It's wow. crazy. And Ukes, I mean, have just yeah, they've just recycled and recycled and recycled, and then every few iterations they'll kind of really shake it up. And mm. visual concepts were the ones that were kind of trying to add the extra bit of polish and kind of overhaul it, but mm. it's just not worked out. Yeah. Well, so if you want to play a good wrestling game, you need to go back to this era then, to the 2001-ish era, to play a good one by the sounds of it. So, yeah. Cool. Well, actually, it's kind of made me want to play it. If I find it, I'm guessing they're fairly cheap, the games uh, from this time now, to buy. So if I can find it for a couple of quid. And if you can find one of the other games, one of the other SmackDown games on the PS2, it wouldn't be a million miles away from this experience. Was there another one on the PS2? Admittedly, the next two ones are vastly superior to this one this yeah. one's got a special yeah. place in my heart it was that leap from ps1 to ps2 but right. shut your mouth and um just bring no, it no you're wrong no 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 you're no here comes the pain sorry yeah shut your mouth and here comes the pain they are the best wrestling games yeah. at least of the smackdown series cool. ever ever made that's fantastic well i think you've um, you've at least convinced me to try them mm-hmm. um so that's a, that's a good thing um all right uh, let's move on to the next game, which will be mine. Um, Rich, you've already told everybody what mine is. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to be doing um, Silent Hill 2 for the PS2. Um, I did consider doing a Dreamcast game um, just to get that in there. But, you know, we've we've had Shamu's Game of the Year now, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, <laughs> has, has, anybody got a, uh, has anybody got a timer for me? Uh, yeah, I can do that. That's fine. Excellent. One Let me know where to start. Okay, you can start in three, two, one, go. So Silent Hill 2 is... I mean, I pitched for Silent Hill 1 as Game of the Year because it was the start of this psychological horror genre. Um, But Silent Hill 2 takes it up a notch. It takes it to arguably um, the pinnacle of the psychological horror series. I mean, Silent Hill 3 was great, uh, 4 was okay, but 2 was absolutely we talk about the the jump of graphical quality um in the wwf wwe games from ps1 to ps2 the same was true of silent hill possibly more so um you know silent hill one uh was uh, very much a ps1 game it, it looked that way ps2 the upgrade was was phenomenal you suddenly got this amazingly detailed horrific world uh where the fog wasn't necessary to hide everything but they still used it and they used it to amazing effect the characters were fleshed out in the most terrifying of ways the the town itself was was just as scary as before possibly more so the new That's locations they brought in damn it i could have gone on forever about that <laughs> um all right i'll uh, pass it over to you two okay uh rich uh you haven't played this game am i right uh, indeed you are correct um mm. it was a game that i used to look at in the magazines i was kind of weirdly fascinated by but i had no desire to play it because i as I've made a point of before, I've never been super into playing scary games and survival mm-hmm. horror games. Just, I don't know. I just, I can't. I've had more yeah, no, scary experiences, it. but I mm, don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I also, um, I shared your aversion for the longest time of playing scary games. And like this one was the, uh, was the scariest game. Like this was not just scary, like jump scares. This was scary, like, worm its way into your brain and disturb you deeply mm-hmm. um so i didn't want to play this game at all uh, thankfully though uh, andrew was super into it and i watched the whole thing because i got to watch andrew play it. um and it's it's brilliant it's um yeah it's it's silent hill one but turned up to 11 uh, with a even better story even better protagonists um the graphics as andrew said were phenomenal i mean this was the the fact that you were casting real time shadows in this game went such a long way to to giving it its look. Um, when you searched around rooms, um, the all the little details in the room, like bottles and lamps on tab- tables and stuff, would cast these huge shadows. Um, it just looked incredible, and obviously all the enemies really felt like they were there because they were casting shadows as well. Um, and it was yeah, it was stunning and disturbing and i hated it but i loved it um <laughs> the story as well it has to be said is is incredibly well done in this game mm-hmm. a lot of people point at silent hill one and say uh, uh, and sort of give it meaning but silent hill 2 
like undoubtedly has meaning like it has subtext and there are uh, there is symbolism in here uh, it turns out towards the late of the game a bombshell is dropped where it turns out that the main character's wife died of a horrible disease uh, in a hospital bed and the main character uh, did it the main character put a pillow over her head um, to ease her suffering uh, and it turns out that throughout the whole game Silent Hill 2 this is him coming to terms with the fact that he did that and like a lot of the enemies that you face like there are scary nurses there are like horrible disfigured creatures i think she had some kind of like um some kind of disease that affected her bones or she couldn't walk or something and a lot of the characters animations reflected that like and the last boss is like a horrible squirmy creature that's inside a bed frame like it's it's super well done i'm not i'm not making it sound as good as it is um <laughs> it is it is really it is really well done and it's a it's a phenomenal game yeah, see, I think I mean, go on, sorry, Rich. I say I think like what Steve did back in the day. I think I would have fared better watching someone play this because at least it's more like a movie. You're not actually having yeah. to actually. Yeah. Mm. You can just be a passenger. You don't have to actually interact and immerse yourself on that level. And that's why I don't like about some of these games is it just it just it yeah. heightens the horror more because I can't just sit there and watch it. Um, but True. I need to watch more scary games. Maybe I'll just watch some let's yeah. plays on YouTube. You should. It's a story worth seeing, even if you don't play it yourself. Yeah. It's worth watching for the story. Um, and I think that, as well, another aspect of Silent Hill, which I think I mentioned with the first game, is that the music and the ambience in general play such a big part of it. And yeah, absolutely. I, I always have to say this whenever I whenever I mention Silent Hill, is that Akira Yamaoka is a genius. Um, <laughs> I love the soundtracks for Silent Hill. Um, so yeah and it just it adds another level to the insanity to the tension and the creepiness of the game um which i don't think i i think without the soundtracks it would still be a good game but i i honestly think it's one of those games where the um the sound plays yeah, just yeah, as yeah. big as big a the, part the, as the visuals and the story the sound, and anything the, else the sound design is is what does it it's like mm. extremely oppressive when you when you spend time in the in the sort of in the alternate silent hill hell world type thing it's awful it's mm. it's nasty it's like just industrial clanging and pounding and like the sound of indescript machines in the distance just whirring and oh yeah it's really scary and oppressive that's what i did appreciate yeah. about the film because did they actually use the score in the movie as well he's create i think they used some of the tracks from the game but he yeah. created new ones for the film as well which was pretty cool because yeah, really, really worked for me. That was awesome. Yeah, um, yeah, it is great. And um, you kind of mentioned the the story and and the uh, you know the the main character and what he did. But there's the, this whole cast of uh, kind of other characters that you yeah, meet, that's, and that's they all have their own. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't remember his name. Like they're all in, they're all in Silent Hill. Um, and I don't remember the guy's name, but there's one, there's one guy who you speak to, and it's implied that he's having a completely different experience to you mm. like you talk you talk about monsters and he's like what are you talking about like what monsters what the hell That's are you cool. on about it's yeah it's bizarre and i i need to say as well one of my favorite aspects of the game um and the thing that makes it feel really creepy is the the endings that you can get uh, are affected by how you play the game and one of the endings so you have a, a photograph of your wife i think in your inventory mm-hmm. and you can look at it and one of the endings happens depending on how much time you spent looking at the photograph of your wife from the inventory and i think mm. that's just so cool and it makes the game feel like it's watching you and it's so it's mm. so creepy yeah and that's something they take a step further when they did um Silent Hill Shattered Memories. I don't know if you've ever played that one, but that's where they kind of they do psychological profiling on you in that game. You know, it's it's not the best Silent Hill game, but they they at least attempted to take the mm. psychological aspects up a notch, um, which I appreciated in that. Um, and there's a lot of that kind of stuff in it as well. But yeah, yeah, I guess Great that's stuff. Uh, yeah, that's Silent cool. Hill two for you. Um, all right, we are back to Rich then, and Rich, it's your second game. Uh, what are you going to be pitching us? It is. Um, this one is uh, Grand Theft Auto 3. Ooh. Uh, all right. I'm just going to bring up my um, trusty timer. Okay. Uh, all right. Um, so your time starts 
now. Cool. Um, yeah, so being able to play freely in a massive uh, Liberty City sandbox in Total 3D for the first time was unlike any other gaming experience I had before. Um, from stealing a cab and making, uh, making an honest living to getting into firefights with the police or jumping into a tank and going on an explosion-filled killing, three, um, killing spree, should I say. Uh, GTA 3 made you feel untouchable, uh, mowing down in- innocent pedestrians or listening to Laszlo fielding listener calls and chatterbox was unlike any hap- unlike any happiness I'd known in my 17 years on Earth. Um, it had everything the previous games had, but for the first time it captured the feeling of a living, breathing world, and it would ultimately lead to the, one of the biggest entertainment franchises of all time. Um, it just ha- it had everything that the previous games had, and I just that already loved, but taking it up to the next level and being in a completely immersive world, it just it was exhilarating in 2001. It was... It was Leagues beyond anything I'd played prior to that, especially on the, the pe- time. There you go. <laughs> and one that you could have gone on forever about. <laughs> um, nice. Um, do you know what this? This is really good for new stuff. It's it's bringing back the memories of two thousand on quite a lot because I remember it being. You know, we had the PS two. Um, you know, it had it hadn't been out that long, and it, and it felt like. I don't know, it, it felt like gaming had taken the next step because yeah. you had games like this. You had, um, you know, Silent Hill 2, which, you know, like we've just discussed, kind of brought horror to a, a, a completely new level. And as Ritz just said, GTA 3 brought that franchise and that, that kind of game to this completely new level, this ho- this new open world. You know, we'd had Shenmue, which had kind of brought open world to the masses. I say masses, I guess not many people really bought it because it was on the Dreamcast, unfortunately. <laughs> Um, but, a but GTA Three was like uh, it was the template for for, uh-huh. th- for open world games yeah, to yeah. come. Um, Steve, I know you you are particularly keen on this on this game. Yeah. Um, I, 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 would this be your game of the year if you, if, you, if, it, yeah, if it wasn't for the it, Max Payne? I, I chose Max Payne knowing that Rich was choosing GTA Three. If I hadn't chose. Uh, if 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 he hadn't, then this would have been mine. Absolutely, it, it's right. like not only is it one of the best games ever made, it is inarguably one of the most important games ever made. Possibly the most important game ever made. Oh, um, I mean, if you think about it, like uh, how many of this game's trappings are still in use today? They appeared mm. in this game. Like, if you, I'm pretty sure. I don't I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure if you have a mini map in a game where your objectives are around the edge of the minimap and it's like, you know, a symbol or the mm. initials of a character and you have to drive towards it to get there, that's, G- that's GTA 3. If you're mm. playing an open world game where you can drive into different spots and choose missions in whatever order you want, that's GTA 3. It's, I mean, it's set, it's set a benchmark and it changed games full stop. Like, it's, yeah. as, sim- it's as simple as that. Uh, and it, and uh, like I was very excited for this game, being a fan of GTA One and Two, and I'd have been satisfied if it was just like a 3D version of those games, like a very simple but fun, shooty, drivey, fun time game. But mm. it was that, and then so much more stacked on top of it as well. Like I was not expecting the atmosphere the feeling of being in this American city. I was not expecting there to be weather uh, and the detail on the weather. You can hear the rain splashing off the cars. I was not expecting thunderstorms. I was not expecting like cloud movement. I was not expecting a day-night cycle Mm. where the the time of day changed and the colour palette changed and you could watch the sunset and there were lens flares. I was not expecting the pedestrians to speak. There's one pedestrian who's wearing headphones and if you walk past him, you can hear the of the music in his headphones. Fucking insane. This game was insane. This game was crazy and it absolutely blew me away. Yeah, the sense of place in that game was just... I mean, GTA games in general, uh, you know, Vice City, San Andreas, 4, 5, the sense of places, Rockstar have that down. Like, you go into a city, 
you can you can feel it it just kind of washes over you the whole vibe of the place that you're in you know the the feeling of it i don't know how to describe it other than the feeling of it but it's this the sense of place is is phenomenal they do such a good job like you say at the kind of even the small details um of what's going on and they feel like lived in places and not only that but they they feel like although they're not real places they are kind of facsimiles of, mm-hmm. of real places. You know, Liberty City is basically New York and you can you can feel that, you know, you can feel that it's New York. Like, you know, if you go to San Andreas or if you're playing GTA five, you can feel that it's Los Angeles. Yeah. Um they do such a good job at, at making it feel like a living, breathing place. Um, even GTA three, which, you know, by the standards of all the other games was very simple. Um, still had that feeling that you were in this, you know, just an actual yeah place. It's difficult. Um, it's difficult to articulate because you can't put your finger on exactly what it is. Mm. It's like it's like lots of different little things all coming together. Um, yeah. But they they nail it. They do absolutely, and um, yeah, it's it's just it's an absolutely phenomenal game. Um, you know, it's, I think it, it's one like you were with Silent Hill 2 you kind of watched me play I don't think I played a huge amount of GTA 3 to start mm-hmm. with at least and I watched you play quite a lot of it and I enjoyed I enjoyed it um I think I really got into the series with Vice City I think I believe yeah. that's where I really enjoyed it um and GTA 4 is probably my my absolute favorite of the GTA games but that's for another time um <laughs> but GTA 3 it was I mean, absolutely you know best. that's a, another aspect of this game that's so great is that it's so watchable i mean me and my mm. friends would just sit around and take turns with the controller yeah. uh yeah. and just watch each other play it and it was a blast because anything could happen and there's a feeling like anything could happen and and yeah things frequently happened and they were always nuts um it was great we had like a little rule where you would have to have a minimum law level of two stars and then you just lasted <laughs> as long as you could and then when you died it was the next person's turn and we're just hours and hours and hours of this and like it was just so thrilling like uh, cops and robbers chase constantly like the, the the feeling of like your car has been damaged that you have to ditch it and then you have to shoot your way back to another car and then you mm-hmm. finally get to another car and you get in and you peel away and the tires are screeching and bullets are hitting the back of your car and you manage to get away so you can last a little bit longer like it's such such a joy like just so thrilling to play that game the good thing about it as well is that um you don't even need to be following the story to have a good time or right. doing any of the missions there's so much going on you know you can do what you like and the game responds you know by just allowing you to do it like you know mm-hmm. like you said you could just go off and cause as much havoc as you can and see if you can survive it and that's just as fun as playing the main game itself Absolutely. just yeah. doing I'm... things that you want to do and that's the whole I guess you know the whole sandbox um open world aspect of it it's it it, it allows you to do whatever the hell you want to do um and that's quite i don't think we'd had something quite as liberating as no. that in a game before where you could just do it anything you felt like doing you know if you wanted to go and i can't remember if it was this game or a future one where you could just go like into a burger joint and buy a burger i mean it's absolutely pointless but if you wanted to do it you could um i think that was vice city i think but but yes possibly you could do yes yeah so but yeah there was i mean stuff like i mean you mentioned in the og like you could you could kind of break into like a a showroom a car showroom and just steal Mm, the car It's like yeah. oh, okay, if you want to do that, you can do that. You know, yeah. it's just and uh, there's a there's a an internet cafe, um, mm. and with a, a front a front window, and a stairway in just the right spot that you can drive through the front window, ramp up the stairway, and smash out the second floor of the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the game the game just loves saying yes to you. You're like, can I do this? And the game goes, yes, do that, <laughs> and then you do it, and it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and and they Rockstar knew that because the future, you know, the 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 games concept, you know, that came after it, just got more and more like, oh, okay, we'll add this in for you to do, and you can do this now, and it's like, I mean, I think you mentioned as well, they they had so at one point there was a plane in GTA Three, but they clipped its wings, mm-hmm. you had to you had to cheat in order to get it working again, yeah. but in future games they were like, oh sure, have a plane, you know, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> as fine. early as as early as Vice City, they were like, you can fly now. Yeah, exactly. and like people wanted more and more. They wanted like they wanted this virtual life experience i mean gta 3 you could um weirdly they didn't i don't think they surfaced it in the game but you can actually increase your stamina by jog by sprinting the more you sprinted the more stamina you had 
but then they built on that in the next games and then you know you could yeah. as as you said go buy food and you could change your clothes and then it just escalated mm-hmm. from there and yeah yeah it's uh, and the the scale the, the scale of the games just continue you know, they they exponentially increased i mean gta3 was a city i mean vice city was a city obviously but then by san andreas it was like a county it was yeah. it there was, was the three cities in san andreas san andreas was like the 10, state 10. of san andreas yeah. state yeah. yeah and it had and then you had I cities, I think, and, oh, I forget where else there was now in that game but there was a, yeah there was the las vegas one that i can't remember the name of mm. yeah but the fact you could kind of fly between them or drive between them, and there was stuff in between, and then GTA 4 kind of almost scaled back, but it didn't feel like a scale back because the city was so huge. Mm. It was like a huge, huge city, yeah. um, and then you got to GTA 5, which again was was kind of giant. And there's kind of talk now that GTA 6, GTA 6 could potentially, if it ever gets released, um, with all the stuff that's going on in Rockstar at the moment, but it, GTA 6 could potentially be an entire state again. Um, but even more so than San Andreas because of the kind of power that modern consoles will have. Um, but to think of it kind of also, I mean, you know, GTA 1 and GTA 2 were obviously seminal games, but GTA 3 almost is a different game altogether. Yeah. It, it's not the same, as you said, Steve, it's just not the same game. They kind of, mm. they, they changed it so significantly. Mm-hmm. I mean, it still has the same kind of, you know, it's still GTA, but they took some of the silliness out of it like gta was like hyper violent and colorful and a bit silly whereas gta 3 was a bit more i mean it was serious but it still had yeah, a sense yeah. of humor but I it mean, felt more serious and gritty and so back then the the concept of playing a game where you walked around and also drove cars was pretty novel mm. so you know it was it's it's gta in that sense you walk around and you also drive cars and you can get in and out of cars and you can steal cars and it's in a big city mm-hmm. but you know that's all it took over really from the original gta's everything else that they built on top of that was completely fresh completely new and and like just staggering in their uh, execution of it well there you go i think um yeah gta3 big game mm. um but actually they were all big games in their own way um you know, it was it was it was just one of those years. Um, but those are our four games for game of the year. Uh, as usual, we'll put our poll up, and you can vote for which one you thought was the game of the year. Um, so your votes are going to be the decider in this. Uh, it'll be seven days from the end. Uh, sorry, from when this podcast goes out, you'll have seven days. So obviously, if you're listening to this in months in months time, <laughs> the the poll will be gone basically. Um, so. We need you to help us figure out what the next game of the year is going to be in the DCY Game of the Year Hall of Fame. I feel like I'm kind of mixing two things there. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes, please help us. Which of these? Is it going to be Silent Hill 2, GTA 3, uh, Max Payne, or SmackDown, right? I, I, there's so many <laughs> WWF games. I'm trying to, it's SmackDown, right? Yeah, just bring it. Here you go. Just bring it. Cool. Is it going to be one of those four? Which one is it going to be? Um usually we'll also kind of have a bit of a chat but, uh, so me and steve obviously only got to pitch one um and we'll have a quick chat about what we would have bought if we'd have got two uh, which for steve was never going to be an option because neither of his did very well uh, but steve <laughs> if you had have been able to bring two games what would your second game have been i don't know why you got to twist a knife like that it's just not necessary i, th- I think we just have to it just you know <laughs> It's just, it's, it's, just it's only because Shenmue won. That's the only reason you're doing it. It, it is. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's, it's like vindication. Um, <laughs> so, um, so what would you have bought as your second I, game? Well, so, I mean, there are a lot of good games this year. Um, it's a bit of a confusing year because a lot, of, a lot of games have 2001 pinned to them as release dates, but then in the EU mm. they actually came out in 2002. Um, but the other notable game for me this year was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. I don't know if you remember this one. Mm. Yeah. Um, that was PS2, right? PS2, yeah. So... Mm. Um, kind of like diablo but it was all in real time top down dungeon crawling uh medieval hit stuff with swords and clubs and, and axes um mm. co-op as well crucially that's what made it so fun um it was just brilliant it was really good fun it was like you know it's not that much to say about it really it was fairly simple fairly simple mm. concept anyway but you know it had it had loot and you and and gear and it was co-op so you could strategize with a friend 
um, waves of enemies to slash with swords and stuff. And it was just a lot of fun. It was really, really good. And there was a lot nice. of it too. So you could just cool. keep going. Um, yeah, it was great. Awesome. Um, would you have potentially bought Final Fantasy Nine in if it, for your second one? Maybe is that would that be? Yeah, I, yeah. Um, I considered that, but I mean, I've, I've, I, I, I said a lot about that game on the OG, so uh, yeah. that's definitely up there. But if you want to hear me talk about it, then uh, I'd listen to the OG. But that's also a fantastic game that came out that year. Sure, absolutely. Um, I mean, I, I, I always bring eight games for the OG, so there's not really any point in me bringing up anything else. But if I was go- if I was going to have brought a second game. I considered Shemu two, but I th- I thought ah it would have been, you know, if Shemu had won, Shemu one, Shemu two, mm. you know, one year after the other, it wouldn't be fair on you. You remembered um, this is supposed to be the best games of the year, and you were like, oh, I can't, I can't bring that. <laughs> um, so I probably would have bought um Skies of Arcadia as my second game. Ah, yeah, of um, course, because it was a great RPG, and I think it's it's one that's. I don't know. It's been overlooked a bit since. It's a shame that it it didn't it didn't get as much love as it deserved. Um, I mean, there's a big fan base for it now. Still, you know, there are people who are like bring back Skies of Arcadia and kind of petitioning to have it brought back. But you know, when you compare it to stuff like Shenmue and the and the hmm. the fan base that that has, it's not quite as big. And uh, I mean, you can see why. But it it was an, an excellent JRPG, and it's just one that I think more people should experience. Um, it's certainly the best one on the Dreamcast. Um, and it is one of my favourite JRPGs overall as well. Um, so yeah, I probably would have brought that as my second game. Mm. But we we discussed that a bit, like you said in the OG. Um, so I won't go into it in much detail here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still Rich, I'm still looking into ways that I can play that game somehow. Uh, do you know what? I have two Dreamcasts. At some point, I'll just have to oh, right. loan you my second Dreamcast and my copy of Skies of Arcadia. That sounds great. That yeah. Give him the yellow. Yeah, the, the, the <laughs> yellowing one. Yeah, that's fine. You can have that one. Uh, you can't have my Bernie, Bernie Stolo one. That's, uh, that's oh, staying in box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, Rich, you obviously got to brought, bring two games, but at the end of the OG, we didn't really have time to discuss other 2001 games that you would want to discuss. Were there any in particular um, that you wanted to kind of bring up and chat about? Well, the only rule standouts for me are probably Tony Hawk um, Pro Skater 3. Which is a, mm. I know it's a game in the series we've covered a lot, so all the great things about it, I know we've discussed. It's just, just fantastic game design. Yeah, the controls are tight, yeah. soundtrack's iconic. It's everything you love about Tony Hawk, really. Um, yeah, I just love that series, and it was yeah again another year with another release, and the quality was still high at that point before it obviously eventually went a bit downhill. Sadly, mm, yeah. Um, the only other real standout for me would be Conquer's Bad Fur Day. It has to be yeah. really, because hey, um, yeah. that's just a remarkably original game. I mean, it was another big, like, rare release on N sixty four, which was something that everyone got excited about. But they obviously took it down a deep, dark, like South Park direction and made it R rated and mature. And Conquer was downing pints and swearing. And honestly, watching. <laughs> some of the stuff now on youtube i even maybe it's my old age now but i'm actually quite appalled at some of the stuff they put in there <laughs> like the, bit the, the bit with the cogs in it it was just like horrifying which which part's that it's when they've got like um it's almost like a spindle or a rod and he's there's a bit where they're putting a cog on this um I don't know what you call the things you put cogs onto it's almost like the pole that comes out yeah, yeah, yeah. Cog on. spindle and basically right, yeah. you've been to it and basically, it's just oral sex. He's sliding his cog onto this bindle. Oh, I see. The woman's a bindle, and he, the cog is, I see, yeah, the, the hole is the mouth. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, it's it's it's, it's gross. Absolutely gross. So, yeah. I, I always, I really wanted to play that game. That was like my, uh, that was, yeah. I, I fantasized about being able to play that game because it looked rad as hell for all the reasons you've just said. And incredibly naughty too, which is, you know, another reason why you want to play it. And then Nintendo wouldn't it's... publish it over here as well, which is amazing. The only rare, the only yeah. rare release at that point that uh, Nintendo never published. Huh. Wow. It's playable now on, I think it's on Rare Replay on the Xbox One. Is that right? I yeah. I think they put it on there. And there was a sequel to Conker's Bad Fur Day, right? Am I thinking correctly? There was the reloaded they did on the um, Xbox. It was basically like a remaster of it. Ah, okay. Yeah. I think that's the version that's potentially on the Rare the rare yeah. Replay thing. I think. I think. I think it is. But that's, yeah. 
that that's something I need to get back to is Rare Replay. There's so many good games on that on one disc. It's just it's crazy that the is, amount of good games. That needs to come to um, Switch. I just, it bothers me. But... Rare Replay really should. I mean, they've brought. I mean, it's it's you know Rare owned by Xbox now, but by Microsoft. Um, and Microsoft have been very nice with Nintendo. They've brought like mm. Ori and the uh, you know the Blind Forest to the to the Switch, and there's been lots of talk about other games coming over. So uh, Rare Replay would be a good fit, I reckon. Isn't that good isn't that relationship done now? I seem to remember hearing that Microsoft were like, do not expect any more games on the Switch. We're done. It's been nice, but we're done now. I think. Oh really? I think so. Yeah. We just started. Come on. Yeah. That would be sad. I mean, it would it would make sense, especially with the Rare Replay, because they could potentially expand it to um, Nintendo games that exactly. Rare did. Uh, you know, you could have. I mean, I don't know if Goldeneye would be okay because of the licensing, <laughs> but you could have stuff like was it Diddy Kong Racing that Rare, that Rare did? Perfect. Yeah, Perfect um, Dark as well. Obviously, you can do. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that not Which on Perfect Rare Dark? Is on, I think it's, it yeah, is. it's already I think on. That's oh, the one yeah. Or something, yeah. yeah, and Perfect Dark Zero, which was an interesting Some game. Killer Instinct as well. Yeah. Oh, Killer Instinct, I don't think, is on. Is it on there? Um, maybe it is. Might be. No, maybe not. Battletoads is there. The Killer Instinct, the new Killer Instinct that they did for the Xbox One was actually quite good. Yeah. So I hear, there, actually. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty good. But we're getting way off track. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't 2001. Um, but yes, so... Um, some good games. Some it was a, it was a good year, and I think it was the first big year for PS2, wasn't it? PS1, uh, PS1. Fuck's sake. Um, you can tell it's late. We're recording this late. I've had a glass <laughs> of wine. I was asleep on the sofa before we even started recording this, so it's kind of uh, the mood that I'm in. Um, 2001 was the it was the first proper big year that we had PS2 yeah, games, wasn't it? When yeah. we did it. I mean, there was some in 2000, 2000, I think, but. Um, yeah, it was a big year for yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance was on the... Uh, I can't remember if I said, that was on the PS2. Um, yeah. Another another thing that was great about that is that it looked it looked really good. Uh, so it was it was a fun time for games that looked really good. Yes, absolutely. One thing I remember about the PS2 um, was the whole Emotion Engine thing. Do you remember that when they were selling yeah. it? Yeah. That was... Pretty gimmicky. Yeah. yeah. Pretty, pretty gimmicky. Strange. It was the whole they did the whole video, wasn't it? With like had a was it Ryko from Ridge Racer, and they made yeah. made a big deal about how good she looked. Yeah, and, and it was, was all powered by the emotion engine. There was an old man's face as well, powered mm. by the emotion engine. Um, yeah, but it was all was nonsense, of course. Rubber ducks in the bathtub as well. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was the next big thing, and as and as much as I kind of hated Sony <laughs> for kind of ruining the Dreamcast, I still got a PS2. Um, <laughs> because I mean, you and everyone else in the world. Well, yeah. exactly, yeah. Cheap DVD player, yep. good stand for the Dreamcast. Um, but no, <laughs> there, there was some, there were some brilliant, there's some brilliant games for the PS2. It is, I mean, it's 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 one of the best-selling consoles in the world, still, isn't it? It's in the it's in the top five. I think I think, I think the PS4 consoles. might have just so, passed it recently. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Cool. So yeah. Um, 2001 there we go i've said 2001 a lot this episode 2001 what year we're in (laughs) yes uh so please do vote um as i say the poll will be up for seven days after this podcast goes out um other than that um if you've enjoyed this podcast or any of our podcasts uh please do take a couple of minutes to leave us a review um you can just give us some stars or if you want to write something that would be great we'll always read it um, if it's funny, we might read it out like the Switch Island have started to do, you know, just for laughs. Um, but, but we like feedback, so any feedback is welcome. Um, and, uh, of course, we also have a Discord channel now. Uh, so please do join us over there. You'll find the link um, in uh, the bio for our Twitter page, which is at Dreamcast Years. Um, and, uh, Steve, where can we find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Steve Jack. And, Rich? You can find me at Dreamcast Barber. And you can find me at Oddman84. So I think that's it. Has anybody got anything else to add? Are we are we done? Uh, go buy the book. It's very good. Yeah. Also, go watch Sonic the Movie as well. It's great. Yes. <laughs> Sonic the Movie. That is something we need to talk about at some point. Too. Yes, it is for sure. Yeah. Deep dive. Right. So let's uh, leave it at that. Thanks very much, everyone. And uh, go vote. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.